You're listening to Power Athlete Radio, a podcast dedicated to empowering your performance every damn day. Join former NFL pro and Power Athlete founder John Wellborn as he dissects the greatest minds in strength, conditioning, and more. Joining him is everyone's favorite coach and hair model, Chris, a.k.a. Tex McQuilkin, Power Athlete's Director of Performance. So whether your goal is to be the hammer, destroy mediocrity, or simply move the dirt, you've come to the right place. Now with the warm-up done, let the games begin. This episode is part of our Move the Dirt series, designed to empower you with the tools to move towards your goals. Move the Dirt is something we say a lot here at Power Athlete. The dirt is the dirt. It's that lazy, fearful, bitch-mode voice in your head that says, too tired, too busy, too old, too injured, too whatever... You can't reason with it, but you can move it. Some days you get a big-ass shovel in your hands and it's easy. You're strong, you're motivated, you're king of the world. But some days you get a spoon, and you still got to show up and move that shit anyway, rep by rep, spoon by spoon. So long as you're moving a little dirt every day, you're digging in the right direction. If you're sick of the dirt dominating you and you want to be master of your own self, walk the power athlete path with us. Visit PowerAthleteHQ.com forward slash training and start moving the dirt today. Power Athlete Nation, welcome to another episode of Power Athlete Radio, the premier podcast in strength and conditioning. Tex McQuilkin, the director of performance here, and I am joined by longtime friend, Coach Joe. How are we doing? Doing great. How are you? Doing excellent, actually. It's new year, new me. As you know, I, I don't know. Is it a new you? No, you look the same. I know. Yeah. And we get the opportunity to hang during Christmas and just shenanigans and hilarity ensued. So that's always a good time with the, the Marymount crew. And I mean, that's part of what we're talking about today. Community, crew, support, shenanigans, laughter, and leaning on one another for support. Here's the data. 80% of nutrition resolutions fail after just one month. What we help make happen is you moving the dirt past February 1st. So here's the deal. If you want to attack the year of purpose, stay the course and hit your goals, you need Power Athlete programming. It's been battle-tested at the highest level and gets results for every level of athlete. As a special offer this January, if you commit to the cause for a year, you get the full Power Athlete experience for less than a dollar a day with an extra 200 bucks of content for free a one-on-one consultation to help you set your goals and a nutrition protocol of your choice. Visit powerathletehq.com forward slash training and start moving the dirt today. So for those of you out there that do not know, Joe is the director of sports performance at Soldiers 2 Sidelines, the director of hair for Strength Coach Hair, Power Athlete Radio alum, episode 573, 671, and then my longtime pal from the Marymount University. B, D3 All-Stars. That's right. In, in the world of performance, we are two of a kind. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I want to kick off with Soldiers to Sidelines because y'all are on a mission. You're doing amazing work. We've had Harrison Bernstein on the podcast here before. He spelled out the mission. It's awesome. But those that don't know, can you share a little bit about Soldiers to Sidelines and your team's mission? Yeah, so we are a veteran nonprofit service organization. Um, 
mostly geared towards the veteran, but we also do um, work with uh, service members that are current, um, still active duty, right? And then their uh, spouses as well. And what we are trying to do is to help them and empower them to become character-based coaches in their community. So we believe that um, the military kind of instills this inherent, um, you know, set of capabilities in a person. And that set of capabilities can very easily be leveraged into coaching. So just giving them a little bit of guidance and showing them how everybody can be a coach every day. And whether that is, you know, in your daily life, in your business, or actually on a playing field or, or playing court. Um, so we have a bunch of different arms, um, of the, the performance, you know, the whole like sports genre. So we've got, um, football, basketball, lacrosse, which you've been to and, um, sports performance, which is what I'm the director of. And that encompasses, power sports performance. And now we have added endurance for sports performance. We've recently added rugby and we have also oh. added adaptive sports. So really kind of just expanding a ton. And what we do there is we um, provide seminars free to the service members, mill spouses and um, veterans. And, you know, basically they go through this week long course of learning how to be a better coach. And that leads into then being able to kind of come to our live events, get vetted, maybe use military skill bridge to get a job placement. Um, and it, you know, provides them entree to our network of coaching throughout the United States and maybe even the world. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I connect with the mission because what they do best, they lean on each other community when they are service members and then they get out. And it's almost they're, they're left alone to fend for themselves. And using sport, field, weightlifting, everything that, that I love in life, your team is utilizing that to get them back onto a team, into a community, and find whatever their passion is, basketball, lacrosse, football, and putting them in a position to get back on a, a crew so they can really utilize the tools that they've learned in the military and get after it. So speak to us, yeah, so speak to us about that that essence of community. I know you know this as a team sport athlete, and you've always been part of teams, but then being introduced to individuals that have a gap in team experience, like what is an empty cup, what does that individual look like to you, and how does Soldiers to Sidelines really aim to, to fill that for them? Yeah, I mean, we have countless stories. It's so great to kind of sit down with some of these guys who have come through our program and listen to some of their stories, because like you said, it's even with, you know, collegiate athletes or even professional athletes, maybe even high school athletes, when they leave their sport and they leave their team, there's like this little bit of loss of identity. Um, and especially if they haven't like branched out and made the four legs of the chair. Have we talked about that metaphor before? No, Where, but this okay. is a perfect time to get okay. into it. Great. So like, you know, when people base their identity on one thing, right, instead of having or like maybe two things or three things um, or just a limited number of things, right, or just the one like I'm a collegiate lacrosse player or whatever that might be, you take that away and that chair falls over right away. But if you have at least four legs and you can stand on three, so you take one of those away you still have these other things to lean on, right? So like 
even if you and I probably both experienced a little bit of that when we left college and we're like, okay, we're not playing competitively anymore. This is over. But we also still had like those lifelong teammates. We also went into a community of coaches. We also went into a community of, you know, whatever, whatever other things, other um, hobbies that you had, you were able to sort of lean on those communities. Right. But if that is someone's entire identity, it's tough when that gets cut out from under them. And a lot of times in the military, you'll see with guys, they are, a lot of their identity is just wrapped up in being that service member. And when they're no longer that service member, they're no longer a part of a team. They're no longer a part of this very predetermined hierarchy of this person's above me. This person's below me. I say, yes, ma'am, to this person. I salute this person. This person says, yes, ma'am, to me. And they salute me. Um, It can feel, I think, for them overwhelming. And again, like I've never served, but, um, you know, I've just heard so many of these stories. And so we have even, you know, some, some guys that have told stories of just either, you know, at worst, uh, wanting to kill themselves, um, maybe at best, just being super isolated and getting very unhealthy physically, um, using whatever types of substances to kind of like fill that void And, um, some of them have come through our program and completely changed their lives because they know they have this thing to offer. They want to be part of a team, but they're, they feel like there's nowhere to offer it. And so if we can teach them to offer that somewhere, um, that's something that they can be a part of. So we've had, you know, oh, you live in Ohio. Well, we have, we know coaches in Ohio Maybe you can intern or, you know, work under them. Maybe it's a part-time job. Maybe they're living off their VA benefits and they don't need a full salary. Maybe they're using military skill bridge where six months before getting out of the army or whatever, they're able to um, be paid uh, through the military, but then work as like this, you know, bridge to a new career. Mm -hmm. And so um, we've just seen some beautiful stories of guys who, and, and women who, um, really this has been kind of a life changer for them. And, and it's not always like that. It's not always like this huge, you know, crazy impact, but I like to think even on like the smallest level of impact, that person, if they go coach, then they're impacting right in their community, even if it's just their child's soccer team. Um, if they are, kind of going with our character-based, um, like, you know, method of coaching, um, then that is another hopefully good positive coach that isn't leaving, you know, those coaching scars that we, that you and I have talked about so many times, um, on, on the children in our community. And then they're looking at this coach and going, huh, man, my coach was in the army or my coach was in the Marines. That's pretty cool. They're a great you know, character, you know, they have great character. They're a great person. It seems like they have, um, you know, figured it out or what their experience has been in the military has been a positive for them. So, Hey, maybe I want to be in the military. So there's just kind of like this circular feedback loop in that way as well.
giving certainly does fill a lot of people's cups. What are some other positive experiences that you've seen help connect people that either Soldiers to Sidelines accomplished or your friends and networks that just fills people's cups and has important, empowering impact for you know making an effort to be a part of something bigger than yourself? Yeah, I mean... You know, like I said, like those, those stories are fantastic. And we've had, I mean, I can't even count how many stories and coming from each one, you know, we do like a feedback survey and they will say someone in each of those ones will kind of say like, man, this, this changed my life, or this has changed the direction of my life and that kind of thing, which is fantastic. Um, I don't know if we, you and I have ever talked about this on the podcast, but you know, my own experience of tearing my ACL back in 2020, right before, you know, the world shut down for a week, a couple of weeks or a month completely. And I couldn't get surgery. I couldn't do anything. I was like, super sad, fallen into it. I was like, how do I deal with this? And I had friends to include you, right. That just pushed in on me and were like, Hey, you know, like for example, Annette Zapp, also another, uh, power athlete podcast, speaker, um, you know, said we're FaceTiming every week. And I was like, okay, you know, and like, I, I don't, I don't know if I fully realize even yet the power that that had over me, like keeping my head on my shoulders and actually like having something to look forward to every week. Cause I was working from home. I was just like, whatever, kind of mailing it in. Um, and So, you know, just having even somebody that I knew was like counting on me to come talk to them every week. Um, And then, you know, you guys, the the group of, of, you know, strength coaches that kind of got together and sent me wine and steaks and um, made me feel so loved and, you know, all of that. And I, I mean, I have, I have so many, um, so many people came out of the woodwork. It almost felt like this, um, you know, this very fortunate thing that happened to me, even though it was like one of the worst things that's happened to me, you know, and if that's the worst, then, you know, wow, you know, great life. But, um, it was almost like this, this glimpse into this posthumous look, right. That like most people don't get, like we wait to love on people. We wait to tell people how great we think they are. We wait for all this stuff till their funerals, or, you know, the eulogy or whatever. And I, I kind of got that during that time. Um, people were reaching out to me left and right and saying, Hey, like you're making a difference. Hey, this is great. Um, Hey, thanks for, you know, staying on your recovery path. It's motivating for me. Um, you know, just different things like that. And I could not have done that without you guys, you know, my friends, my coaching friends, and, um, you know, just my regular like friend group that, pushed in on me and was like, Hey, you know, we're going to hang out. We're going to do this. We're going to talk. We're going to, we're going to hash it out. And we know you're sad, but we're here and just showed up. So there's, there's a lot of good in that when, you know, coaching a a youth, you're going to give to them and they will more often than not never appreciate or say thank you. But now when you reach out and you make time for friends, they are very grateful. And that's, I mean, even more fulfilling because, all right, you know, we're, we're in this together. We can 
hit a little little Zoom steak sesh for our pals. So it, it's, yeah, I'm picking up giving back, but then also reaching out. And this also opens the door, you know, from the, the friend's perspective where you can share and connect. So it's not just give, you can receive and open up. And that starts to bridge this gap and build a closer community, especially when you start to pull different friend groups all into one chat group and then memes take over. And then the memes. Then the memes. We And then you're just connected forever because the memes never stop. No words. We don't need to talk to each other. No. But, but I know Chris is alive because yes. memes. And the sense of humor, the memes. Uh, also in line with that is accountability. Accountability buddies. So they're reaching out, making sure you're staying on track with your movement, your rehabilitation, and, and checking in there. This also keeps you on track because they're expected, you're, you're expected to do what you got to do. So movement, check-in, responsibility, and now, okay, I know when they call and check-in, I have the right answer for them versus, you know, getting reprimanded. Yeah, and it's like, I better have something to say, right? Like, when they check in, am I just going to have, I'm going to be like, no, I didn't do anything this week, right? Um, it is com- It is almost like you're, um, like, the story you guys sometimes put up where it's like, move the dirt today, yes or no. And I'm like, when I don't, I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm like, well, man, I need to move the dirt. Yeah, Harry's, Harry's listening. So that's, that's part of this. Yeah. Like, even if you don't, like, even if I don't answer the thing, it's still like this check-in of like, oh man, I didn't move the dirt today. I need to move it. You know? Yeah. Not yet. That needs to be an option, Harry. Not, not yes or no. Yet. I love the, I love the not yet answer. I don't love no, but not yet is always beautiful. And it's a great coaching response to an athlete, a soldier, a kid who. It's like, I can't do this. Well, my default is not with that attitude. <laughs> but then if it's in line with an accomplishment, then usually it's follow up with, well, you haven't done that yet. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah. So in, in terms of the positives, because we're going to get to the negatives, in terms of the positive, we've got give back and don't expect anything, which is if you're working with youth, and this is, I can speak from my own experience. <sighs> Don't expect anything in return or reach out to pal. Sorry, go ahead. I do want to say something about that, Chris, because we've been coaching for a while and I'm sure you've had this experience where kids don't get it. Even college, right? I coached college for 11 years. Um, I coached, um, which was awesome because I coached uh, Gonzaga College High School football for a summer, Um, not football, but I was their strength coach. And I saw one of those kids this past weekend at the AFCA um, football conference in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And he walked up to me and went, and I was like, and it was like, Miles, coach. And we just like went over to each other and just embraced each other. And he played at Iowa. Like he was in, he was coaching in a bowl game two years ago. Now he's at South Dakota. Like he's crushing it. And he, um, he like attributes that to Bernstein to Harrison. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know if I would be coaching today if it weren't for Harrison because Harrison was his position coach. Right. right. And so, but 
even like just a little bit of a relationship that he and I had too caused us to hug for like a minute long. And it was just like, I can't believe you're here. And he was like, coach, this is what's going on in my life. He's still calling me coach. It's been 10 years, you know, since I coached this kid when he was a senior in high school. And sometimes like, you're not going to get it. They're not going to get it um, while you're coaching them. But I think they look back, especially the ones who get into coaching themselves. And um, I've, I've seen that quite a few times. Um, girls that I coached in college will come back and be an assistant for us um, or coach club on the side or a bunch of different things like that. And it is so, it's so affirming for them to grow up, you know, and then kind of come back to you and be like, yeah, you were right, <laughs> you know, or whatever it was, or you helped me or man, how did you deal with me? I was kind of a pain in the butt, you know, or whatever. So um, I will say that even if right, right now they don't get it, I think someday they will. And I don't know about you, but I remember something about most of my coaches that I've ever had. Um, and it, and if it wasn't a coaching scar, it was, it's something that I still use even in my own practice today. Beautiful. Yeah. I had to put some thought to that, but, um, yeah, that's, that's great. Fills the cup. Um, so reach out, give back, then reach out pals, friends, and don't be afraid to open up when they, they do. So you can, you can offer them a, a shoulder to cry upon, but don't be afraid also to, you know, share what's, what's going on with you and also accountability. And this, this is directly connected to, I feel movement, fitness, because there can be dark days. And this is the beauty of the one liner, move the dirt. As long as we're, you know, do more than you did yesterday. Don't do nothing. Some days you get that shovel when you're feeling the intensity in 10 cities or you get a spoon and just got to get the blood flowing a little bit. Uh, yeah, that accountability buddy. Uh, yeah, I certainly do consider you one of my accountability buddies. Good thing we get to check in a couple conferences a year. I'm sorry I missed you in Charlotte, but. I didn't. Some, so some, I only went out for a night. It, it was literally like one. I didn't go to the actual coaches conference. I just went out for like our soldiers to sidelines thing. Mm. So we didn't really miss each other. Plus we got to hang out for Christmas. Yes. Uh, yes. Which as is tradition, well, we got summer strong next and then T-Sac. So it won't be the last time. And then Christmas is right around the corner again. Uh, well now I want to spend a little bit of time on the negatives and the barriers that people put up for themselves. And whether it's a soldier or a person stuck in, you know, dead end job and just regular, regular world out there, what barriers have you seen athletes, clients, soldiers start to put up for themselves that prevents them from succeeding? And, you know, you as a coach want it so bad for them, but there's there's just wall that you need to break through to help get them through and, and move in and have the right mindset to get to the other side. Yeah. I think one, the barrier to entry has to be low with somebody who does, who has low motivation. Right. So, and a realistic talk. So I have a lot of guys coming in they're like, okay, I haven't been doing anything, but I want to work out six days a week. And I'm like, Ooh, you're probably not going to do that. But like, I say that in this compassionate way and go, Hey, let's be realistic. And how about 
you know, prove me wrong or let's do this for two weeks, right? Let's do this for two weeks, two, three days a week, and then let me know how you feel. Okay. And then let me, you know, let's get a little bit more of like, you're buying into this program. Like this is your investment, right? So giving them a little bit of motivation that way. Um, I mean, if they're coming to you, so that's already like step one. If, if they're not coming to you, you know, I, I've seen a lot. I think it's more isolation mm-hmm. and I've done a bad job, I think with some friends lately of not pushing in and, and leaning in like people have leaned in for me. Um, more and, memes. Yeah. Send we just, them memes. Well, we do send each other memes. So maybe that's what kept it kept it going. But, um, you know, if a friend is struggling and they're sitting, they tend it, what tends to happen is right. You isolate because of shame, because you have some sort of shame, whether it's misplaced or whatever, regarding what you're doing or not doing. Right. And so then it's just like, hide, 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 become smaller, isolate. Don't let anybody know that this is happening. I don't want to, you know, do this. And then they're living sort of this like duplicitous life where it's like, okay, over here we have one thing. And then maybe even if they're coming out in public, they are showing like everything's fine, but it's really not right. So asking those tough questions or even just being like, Hey, can we catch up? Um, Oh, you can't today. Okay, cool. When do you think you can? Then you don't hear them hear from them for a while. Check again, you know? I saw this beautiful post that's been going around recently because I think probably because of a couple of different um, high profile suicides or, you know, things like that. But uh, there was a, this, just this post about this girl who, you know, I think it was, she lost her dad and then she moved in the same week. And then she just had boxes all over her apartment and it took, it was a whole month and she had not unpack the boxes because she just was so deep in her grief. She couldn't do it. And then one day her friend was like, Hey, are you going to be home on Thursday night? And she was like, yeah, you know, and she admits that this could have gone poorly or this could have gone one way or the other, but basically a whole army of friends showed up and said, Hey, don't worry about it. We brought pizza. You sit down take your time, maybe tell us stories, but we're going to set up your apartment for you. And there were people in that group. And this is also the beauty of community, right? There were people in that group. One person was like, so good at leveling and hanging pictures. Another person was like, I'm really good at like the aesthetic of blah, blah, right? I'm good at washing dishes or unpacking dishes and organizing, you know, this and that. And having each of those people come together. And even though she was like, Ooh, don't put that there. Uh, 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 right. It was unpacked. Right. And she can, she can change it if she wants to later, or maybe it's more beautiful than she could have imagined because her community who is good at it, who completes her as a whole person helps set, set it up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that friend, she couldn't reach out because a lot of times people who are in that isolative state, are not capable, right? They're in their shame. They're in their isolation. They're in their down in their depths. And they're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not reaching out. And what am I going to say if I do? 
Like I'm, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm worthless. I'm, you know, whatever negative thoughts are going through their head. Um, meanwhile, you know, generally your community isn't thinking that about you. They're just like, man, so-and-so's not doing well, huh? I wonder what I should do. And then they don't do anything. Right. But reaching out and just letting, letting those people know, um, that they are important, that they're missed, that they're, you know, there's a place for them there. There's help. Right. Yeah. And certainly the, again, move the dirt. That's, that's part of our series here you know, getting them to see it. If they don't think I can accomplish anything today, then start with a spoon or, you know, start with one box, if you will, for the, the apartment story there. That's, uh, I didn't see that, but that's awesome. You clearly didn't share that in our meme group. I'm so sorry. It's too, I will way send too it. positive for our team, but I was going to say it doesn't <laughs> go with the theme. So <laughs> not at all. Uh, that, yeah, that's great. We had James, Jim Davis, James is his formal name, Jim Davis on the podcast, uh, episode 679. He talked about the difference between shame and guilt, and I found that very interesting. And uh, we spoke to setting goals and different mechanics for putting yourself in a position for aiming high and accomplishing them. And that was something I picked up was the shame versus guilt. Essentially, guilt is for a uh, a behavior that you executed and now are regretting and solution there is simply do better next time or don't do that next time and then shame is this this fear where you didn't act but you can imagine acting and then you fall into the trap of doing nothing or the isolation or just digging yourself into a hole uh, even further so i thought that was a great distinction that then uh, the solution in which James presented was, you know, aiming for something. And uh, then you can start to walk backwards and create goals. A barrier that you introduced here, unrealistic goals, where it's great intention. However, you know, we as, as professionals in the field know what's accomplishing, accomplishable and how long it's going to take to get there. That's a cool place to be. And now we can work and put them in a position to, you know, make some progress and understand what progress is. And when that that's uh, given to me a unrealistic goal, I then focus on the, the process that will help get them closer to that goal than they are, which usually, you know, work out three times a week versus just hit that um, hit that unaccomplishable goal, unaccomplishable goal. Just put that with you know, something that they can check in each day, the shovel and the spoon idea. Uh, any, man, I don't like sticking with negative things, but uh, any other walls and barriers that you've seen people put up? I mean, I think a lot of the walls and barriers are, are disguised as um, misinformation a lot of the time. So I think, you know, people will come in, Somebody came in today actually and was asking me for, you know, oh, I do this because I want fat loss. And I, he was like, you know, my, you know, Google searches brought me here to, you know, this should be the solution for that. And I was like, okay, well, that's not exactly right. Right. And so was able to educate him. And I think there's a lot of things that he had heard before and some, some that he really had not. And I was able to kind of like draw it out for him. 
but even the, then he started to um, admit, oh, well, I kind of jump around on programs a lot. Oh, and so then we started talking about consistency. And I said, I know that you've heard this before, but, and in my mind, I thought, am I going to like appease this guy and just let him, you know, have his thoughts and feelings, or am I going to kind of throw a wrench in it and say, Hey, even though you don't like to hear it, and I'm sure you've heard it before, consistency is king and let's, you know, fight off one piece at a time, right? Like let's try to do this first and then we can move on and let's then try to do this. And that can look different and that can look different every four weeks, right? So if you can just trust me, trust the process for four weeks, then, you know, feedback the heck out of me. That's fine. You hate this. You love this part. You want more of this. You only want to do this. You don't want to do that. And really listening to what that person is looking for um, and kind of getting down to their why, right? Like, okay, well, why do you want to lose fat? Or, you know, why do you want to be faster? What does faster mean? What does faster look like to you? What does strong look like? Everybody comes in and they're like, I want to be strong and fast. I'm like, okay, what does fast look like? Does that mean running two miles in, you know, 14 minutes, 13 minutes? Is that fat? Oh, that's way too fast. Okay. My bad. You know? So, you know, you just kind of go, you have to ask them what things mean to them. Right. Mm -hmm. Words are important, but they mean something different to everyone. Right. So if I wanted to be fast, that would be very different than if somebody who is already way faster than me wanted to be fast and people just use these generalized terms. Well, yeah, I want to be fast and I want to be strong, but what does strong look like to you? Okay. It looks like deadlifting 600 pounds. Why? What do you need that for? Why do you want that? What is the, you know, and if it is just, if it's, if it makes sense and it makes sense to them and it's, it's deep seated and it's a, it's a why for them, I'm going to help them do it or I'm going to try. Right. Or I'm going to manage their expectations and say, oh, you're not going to really ever get 600 buddy. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no. you know, cheerful, you know, playful jab way. Hey guy, 600's not in your wheelhouse. Um, the guy that just asked me for that though, I think it is. So we'll okay. see. I'll report back. Well, if he's starting at, you know, 225, it's a long way to go. But if he's starting at 400, hey. Yeah, it's like 545, I think. So. Oh yeah, he's good. It's freaking, freaking well-born talking about, yeah, 20 inch arms, but you got to start with 19. Moving right along, because we got, I got some more on the docket for you here. Next up, uh, how important is movement? Now, sticking with uh, our experience as coaches and athletes and now soldiers of sidelines with you. So how important is movement to community? You're talking about? Training, sport, moving your body. Yeah. I mean, I think that sometimes that is the lowest level of something, just getting somebody to go on a walk, right. Can be so healing. And there is that like a stressor adaptation of like, if I am physically pushed and I'm physically resilient and I have endured things physically, then emotionally, mentally, spiritually, community, familially, right. We can start to, our nervous system gets it right. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. This is another hard thing. That's fine. Right. 
So it's not, I don't think it's, I don't think it can be overstated how important it is, right? Because movement makes us healthier. It gets our blood flowing. It makes us think better. It can bring us together, right? Okay. You want to go get a quick lift in with your buddy. You want to get a walk in. Uh, I mean, I have a, I have a walking buddy from work and she and I just, we'll just walk like five miles and the talking and processing that gets done on those walks or just the silence and nature that is observed and enjoyed on those walks is healing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, resilience comes through doing hard things and getting through them. So if we are putting our imposing upon our bodies in the weight room in a controlled environment or on the field or, you know, wherever you might be uh, training or moving, um, we start to see other things as not so daunting. Yeah. Yeah. That, that shared suffering is always appreciated, especially when it comes to the, the team building aspect of it. I do like what you mentioned for the, what we accomplish physically sets us up emotionally. This is important. So a lot of our, our folks are out training their garage solo just through circumstance and or timing or anything. And we always reference and assume, hey, what you accomplish physically, this is going to make you stronger for when you face, you know, traffic or, you know, some response you're going to be able to control because you face stress within the training environment. I think the the important thing too now is when we're talking about community and connection, like understanding emotionally, you can do hard stuff. So when your family, your friends, your network brings what seemingly unsurmountable stresses your way, you can be strength. You can represent like their their rock, you know, someone who's strong that they can lean on because you've done the physical work. Now you're prepared to be helping with their emotional work that they need assistance. They need a spotter to use a lifting pun to, to work through. Right. And it's being, and hopefully you're paying it forward too, right? So you're teaching somebody else to be resilient through your Mm -hmm. resilience, right? Through your example, through like, you know, uh, there have been multiple people that have reached out to me that reached out to me during my ACL, um, recovery. And then have reached out to me just randomly from, Hey man, you're like, you're consistent, you know, with your workouts. And sometimes I don't feel like I am. Um, but you know, if I post something on Instagram and somebody is like, wow, you, you really get after it like all the time. And it's not always like getting after it. Like, you know, like you guys say, right. It's like, sometimes it's just a spoon and I'm just going for a walk. And it's sometimes it turns out to be two miles. Sometimes it turns out to be five. Um, And, but paying that forward and being an example for someone else and then seeing their resilience rise as well. um, I mean, that's another, there's a whole, it's, it's exponential, right? Because people in their health will see it as inspiring. Maybe in their unhealth will see it as annoying or condescending. Um, But Hopefully, as we're you know partaking in this and and your community is partaking in this, it's more inclusive and hey, come along with us. This is 
this is a great life. Like this is fun. This is, you know, healing. This is wellness. This is what it is, right? Um, this is capability. This is resilience. This is grit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they want to be a part of that. Yeah. Our training programs online, what I appreciate very much is the, the imagery that comes with each within the names and then the almost we're attracting the people that we want through the program's names that get into it with field strong. It's people that understand, Hey, we are working hard and then they share their accomplishments off the field or within their, their community, uh, Leo Rosa, Power Athlete Radio alum, firefighter in the Tacoma area, you know, shares what his training has allowed him to do and the courage to step into the burning building. So speak to how they're utilizing the training for their performance. That's awesome on the Field Strong community. Bedrock, it's a lot of beginner high school or people new to the barbell, and they're speaking to where they are in their journey, which is awesome because it's a linear progression as they progress up and then graduate into other training programs and still sharing their their performance on the field. And then we got our Johnny Wads and our Jack Street programs where it's just bro down in gym, talk shit to each other on the feeds. So starting to build an online community for those that may be not connecting with if they're alone in their garage or the Globo folks that lay in front. I think we've done a great job through the imagery of the programs and the training programs, the X's and O's, of course, to building community there. Continuing on, we are entering into a little lightning round. Oh, man. Always stressful. Always stressful. So this is part of our Move the Dirt series. So I've got some quick questions for you, but they're heavy hitters. Are you ready? I am as ready as I ever will be for a lightning round. Already, what does move the dirt mean to you? Um, consistency and ugly consistency. So it is not like a lot of people will say like, oh my gosh, you're so you know motivated and all these things. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Most days I'm like, why I don't want to. <laughs> um, and so I have to find that reason or I have to go, Joe, like literally just get started um, go sit on the bike for five minutes. And usually that will be enough to be like, okay, my legs are warm now. This feels nice. And I'm never again, like most people would say, I'm never like, oh man, why did I do that? That was dumb after they finish a workout or a lift or whatever. Right. And understanding, um, you know, over the years that perfection is not always going to happen. So even if I get just the main lifts done, and no accessories, or if I get, you know, whatever, whatever type of program you're working on, if you can get, even some days, it's just like, get the warm up done and some mobility. And then like, that was supposed to prep you for like all this other stuff you were going to do. And like, you didn't do it. Okay. Well today you got a spoon, right? So hopefully that next day you're like, all right, you know, what? let's get after it. And some days you just need those, those days. Um, but, I, and I'm coming to appreciate those days and also appreciate myself and being like, Hey, it's okay. Not, it's not like you deserve it, but it's like, all right, today wasn't the day, but tomorrow we're going to get after it. Yeah. Uh, I like this ugly consistency. We'll turn that into a soundbite. Next up. 
What are you digging towards in 2023? Yeah, 2023. Um, I, so it's funny, like I generally set some um, New Year's resolutions or, you know, have like some sort of thing. And I didn't this year. Um, I got with my friend Lily, who's um, the performance dietitian that works with me and we set intentions Um, so instead of like a resolution, like I'm going to this thing, it was more like intentions and Mm -hmm. sort of these mantras or things like little things that we could say to ourselves to remind us of those intentions. And mine was, what do you want? And this is actually, and Jim Davis will love this because, um, this is now on my little like blackboard thing in my bathroom that I see every day. Do your behaviors match your goals? Right. So that's, you know, I got that from Jim Davis from, um, good athlete project. And like, I have, he sent me a shirt, right. That says, do your behaviors match your goals. And, you know, just kind of asking myself that in every moment with everything that I'm doing and the, the, the little daily mantra thing is what do you want? So when I remind myself of what I want, whether that is in life and relationship in family in training and work, you know, what are, what are the things that I want overall? I can go, well, this ain't it. Like, why am I doing this thing? Right. Or this Mm -hmm. is it. So continue. Right. And just kind of setting your compass against that intention. What do you want? Right. And that's mine. Right. But, um, kind of just backing that up with like, do your behaviors match your goals? Is this pointing at that, that thing that you want? Did you write down a theme? Is it one word? The the mantra is, what do you want? Like, ah, if, right. if I catch myself in like a moment or I feel like there's a decision to be made or I'm stepping outside, right? Or even if it's like, okay, to train or not to train today, I'm exhausted. Well, what do you want? Well, I want to take a nap because um, I'm going to get sick if I don't. Okay, yeah, take a nap. But if it's not that and I'm just kind of being a little punk, like go work out, Joe, you know, like, what do you want? You want to be physically capable. You want to be excellent. You want to be these things, right? So move towards that. I love it. So how much digging is this, this going to take for you? How much digging? Um, have you ever seen how to be single? Uh, my, my book. No. Yeah, the book that you and I both wrote, co-wrote. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, uh, it's a movie. Is it a romantic comedy? Yeah, something like that. I'm out. But it's funny. I think it's funny. Anyways, okay. so there's these girls talking. The one girl's pregnant. They're at like a Christmas party or whatever. And she's like pounding sliders. And she's like, I've eaten a lot of these sliders. Like, what do I, how many, how many little hamburgers makes up one big hamburger? And then the girl's like, I don't know, like, and she's like, answer me, like how many little meats make up one big meat? And every time we, <laughs> like, every time we ask, every time uh, somebody asks like how many or whatever, we always go, how many little meats make one big meat? Um, the girl's like, I don't know, like seven and or she's, or she's like four and she's like, I've had seven. And she's like, okay, maybe it's eight. And then, so I say that to say like, okay, how much digging, uh, how many little spoons make up one big shovel? I don't know. Like we, like 
I, cause a lot of times more often than not, because I am busy. I do things like this. I, you know, take care of a lot of people at work um, and it's emotional work. Uh, I work for a nonprofit and all these things I love. Right. But at the same time, you know, life comes at you and you're like, man, I'm really tired. I don't want to work out today. Or I don't want to call that friend today. Or I don't want to do this thing. That is what I want. It is the behavior behind that goal that I'm working towards. Um, so more often than not, I'm, I, I've got a spoon. Um, but I mean, how many little spoons make up one big spoon? And how many big spoons shovel? make up a shovel? Yeah, exactly. We'll see. We will see. A couple more here. What is the most beneficial component of a community that you've either witnessed or experienced yourself? I mean, I think, you know, going back to that story of when I tore my ACL and it was just, you know, everybody was like, hey, do you have this for your recovery? Do you need this? Do you just need food? Do you just need someone to talk to you? Do you need crutches? Do you need me to go get groceries because you're on crutches and you can't like physically go get groceries? Like things like that. I mean, that's been amazing. I think even, you know, our, our friendship, you know, you and I have gone through interesting life things lately. Right. And so, you know, just being able to kind of like chat with each other about that, having someone to kind of bounce my ideas off of and be like, yeah, dude, me too. Like I'm going through that. Um, I, I just think having that, um, collective understanding, right. By you saying, yeah, I totally get that. Or me saying, yeah, you were right in doing that. Cool. That like, friendly affirmation, or even maybe a friendly, friendly admonition, right? Where it's like, Hey dude, you're kind of messing up right now. What are you doing? Right. Um, and hopefully, you know, that negative side is few and far between, but I think just, you know, having that someone to constantly reach out to, whether it is through memes or, um, whatever reels or TikToks or whatever you, whatever the kids are doing these days and, uh, and, or that, you know, solid friend that's like, Hey, we're talking once a week. Um, and then you can pay it forward when they're having a hard time. Yeah. No one ways, no one way friends. Don't be that person. Uh, last question. Agree or disagree. Agree. Oh, wait, what? Okay. No man or woman is an island. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, like I was saying earlier, like, you know, that story all is almost metaphorical in the sense that, and, and I think I talked about this last time I was on, like, I have this responsibility to do what no one else can do the way that I do it, right? And so do you. And that is weighty, it is heavy, and it is beautiful. So only Christopher McQuilkin can be that. And only you can carry out your life and your you know, particular set of talents and giftings and all of that the way that you can. And same for me, right? So 
we, when we come together in community, you have all these complimentary things that I don't have, right? And I have the things that you don't have, or maybe I don't have all of them. So we have this other person over here, right? And then we have this other person over here and this person and that person, the person that's really good at, you know, leveling the pictures and hanging them on the wall. Um, and someone who's really good at cooking and someone who's really good at, uh, you know, whatever it is, motivation, whatever that thing is. Um, I think it's just, we are not complete without the compliment of the other people in our lives. And I think, I think that's wonderful because it means we are really good at something and we can offer that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, more you grow your network, your community, the more awesome individuals you find out there. So be proactive. Yeah. And if you see if you see someone in need of help or they've gone silent for a while, reach out. Absolutely. All right, Joe. If people want to follow you and learn more about the strength uh, strength coach hair network that you've put together. Where should they go? I like how you keep pushing strength coach hair. I think it's because you're one of the models. So um, they can go to at strength coach hair on Instagram. Um, I fell off a little bit. I still, I, I need to make more content. Well, this is me be making you be accountable. My accountability buddy. Uh-huh. For that. Yeah. It's a great concept. There's not enough. There's few coaches out there with hair. So we all got to be celebrated. Right. Are you saying there's a lot of bald coaches with beards? Yeah. I mean, beards is beards are hair too. Beards are beards is hair. A beard hair is hair. I don't know how to say that sentence, but I think, I I think I actually put that on the tagline. It's like beards are hair too. So if you have a beard, (laughs) we can, we can, uh, you know, highlight you if you have a beard. Um, but yeah, you can find me at coach underscore Joe underscore on Instagram, um, and at soldiers to sidelines, mm-hmm. um, on Instagram as well. And soldiers to sidelines.org. If anyone is interested in, you know, e- even if you're not a veteran, if you are a coach, um, that would love to host some veterans at a camp or anything like that with that people are trying to transition into coaching and, um, you have something to offer that only you can offer. That would be fantastic. Um, and obviously it's a nonprofit. So we're always taking donations as well monetarily. And there you have it. All right. Power athlete nation. Thank you for joining us for the premier podcast and strength and conditioning. Joe, I will see you on the line. Bye. This episode of power athlete radio is powered by train heroic, the most immersive strength training app experience on the market. We've built our online training business by partnering with Train Heroic and helping us deliver all of our world-class training programs like Jack Street, Field Strong, and Grindstone. To learn which Power Athlete training program best suits your goals, head to powerathletehq.com training. And if you're a coach looking to build a business with the best tech and training, go to trainheroic.co forward slash powerathletehq.